The material provided today is for informational purposes only. It should not be considered legal or financial advice. Consult with a financial professional for your own needs. Johnny, Sestina, and company disclaims any and all liability for the interpretation and use of the content provided today. I need help getting out of my student loan I'm debt. so worried. How am I going to afford taking care of my When's parents? When's a good time to get into the market? I'm really not sure when I should start taking my Social Security. I wonder if I have enough insurance. I wonder when I can retire. It's time to talk about your money. Managing to be wealthy. Our team of fee-only financial planners is ready to help you to create better financial habits. Envision your long-term goals and understand money management better than ever. Our resident hosts of Johnny, Sestina, and Company are on deck to show you the way. Good evening. Welcome to Managing to be Wealthy. I'm your host this evening, Spencer Hager. With me tonight, we have Cole Hammock. Both of us are certified financial planners, and then we are graced with the presence of John Sestina, our founder. John, I'm sure you're in a great mood as always, ready to talk about some fun financial planning. Have you read these articles? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the one who sent them. <laughs> How could I be in a great mood? Yeah, we'll try and spice it up All a little right. bit. All right. Spice. I, I like your optimism, Spencer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, we do have a really fun show planned. So tonight, it's, uh, it's that time of year everyone's thinking about family, at least for the most part. So Thanksgiving's in a week, Christmas almost a month, and... Lots of other holidays, so family's top of mind, so that's going to be the main uh, topic for tonight's show. Should be a lot of fun stuff, but as always, we're going to start off with a couple of current events and whatnot, but before we jump into that, John, you got anything fun fun and exciting planned for Thanksgiving? Uh, well, I'm going to dinner with my daughter and her husband. That's going to be nice. Yeah, there you go. So probably not too much traveling, it sounds like? Oh, no. I don't travel anywhere anymore. Yeah, nice. They don't let me drive just because I'm blind. There you go. It's amazing. That's not fair at all. Uh, It isn't. (laughs) Give you a bumped up standard deduction come tax time, though, right? I have a bumped up, that's for sure. (laughs) Cole, we see each other four or five days a week, so I think I know how you're doing, but how's uh, how's everything going with you? For the people that don't, uh, (laughs) I'm super. Uh, My wife and I, Alyssa, we're we're traveling down to Boone, North Carolina next Wednesday to see a lot of her family for Thanksgiving. So they they make a whole thing of it. There's going to be a lot of food, a lot of people, so it's going to be a lot of fun. That's awesome. Yeah, looking forward to it. I don't believe that. You're too skinny. Well, I and she was thin yeah. too. Your w- oh, yeah. wife is thin. Holy yeah. cow! Yeah, no, we yeah. we make it work. <laughs> <laughs> I was thin at your age too. Well, we you know? we do the tapeworm diet. Oh, so we, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah, I like that. after every holiday. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Uh-huh. Can't lose. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love it. How about awesome. You, Spencer? Yeah, how about you, Spencer? Yeah. Oh yeah, things are good. I can't complain. Things are busy. I'm not traveling mm-hmm. too much for the holidays, which is good. And. Yeah. You're not I, giving any rings away for Thanksgiving? No, no, no. I, I did that. Or? No. I gave my ring away back in May, and I, that's the last one for a while, I hope. So. <laughs> hey. <laughs> yeah. My gosh. You, you kept this from John for that long? For another, We'll talk about this off air. We'll talk about it off air. <laughs> so, but no, like I was saying, so we're going to get into some fun family planning uh, conversation. But first, I want to just open up with some other interesting articles. So I'll be honest, this came across my radar within the past week. I'm not sure if you guys saw something about it. But first things first is Medicare. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, yeah I'll, I'll let John jump into this because he's probably a little bit feeling a little bit more than Cole and me. But Medicare Part B, essentially, there have been projections throughout the year. They were expecting a cost of living, everything else that goes into it. Premiums were going to jump 6 7%, at least that's a, what they were projecting. And then pretty much out of the blue, they're saying it's going to be more like 15%, 14.5%. Cost of living adjustment for Social Security, I think, was close to 6 almost 7%. Right. I think, what, 59 is that what it was? Okay. Yeah. Yep. 
So they do this every year. You know, you get all excited. They send you this letter, and the letter says, good news, we're going to raise your Social Security benefit. Yay. Sounds nice. And Bobby always says the same thing. She says, uh-huh, and then they're <laughs> going to send us the Medicare bill. <laughs> it's funny how people don't realize how this thing works. Mm-hmm. When uh, uh, Early on when we had this and Bobby was still being treated for cancer, uh, the people in her group thought, well, how lucky you are, Bobby, because now your treatment is free. She said, what are you talking about? And the guy said, the gal said, well, you know, Medicare, it ain't free. <laughs> <laughs> but the good news is I lost my card, so I don't know where it is. And I do have supplemental, and that's even more. Yeah. yeah. So it's free, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like you need to find that card. Though, I John. do have to find that card. It's yeah. somewhere. Okay. So here's the, here's the crazy part, too, with that. So when I saw that initially, I just assumed it was, you know, cost of health care going up. We all sure. know it's a fact. Um, inflation did a number. It's still doing a number. That's a fact. But an, Alzi- an Alzheimer's drug is also a big contributor, apparently, to that. And I actually was following this drug earlier in the year. Uh, it's made by Biogen's, the company. And so I happened to see it for a completely different reason. And they're saying they think it's a contributor. Like you said, that's what, that's yeah, what they're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah but uh, they couldn't <clears throat> remember. <laughs> it, it took me a second. To pick up <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, a $56,000 per year Alzheimer's disease medication <clears throat> contributed dramatically to the, the group of people that mm-hmm. may need it, right? Right. Yeah, I mean, I actually remember reading into the drug. I mean, it sounds, uh, they say it's controversial, but... Hopefully it works, but on the downside, I'm sure no one likes getting a 14.5% bump. So it is what it is, but it's definitely going to be a gut punch for the retirees on Medicare next year. And the sad fact is it'll hurt the the people who need it the most. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So be on the lookout for that one. Yes, you got a Social Security bump, but I think we're unfortunately going to see a Medicare bump too on the premium side. The other one, uh, just with things across the board, so 401k contributions, if you're one of the lucky folks out there who is maximizing, assuming you're under age 50, it was 19500 in 2021, bumped it up to 20500 which to most people may not sound that significant. I'll be honest, my five years in the industry, that's the biggest jump I've seen in a little bit. Usually it's yeah, like- Usually a $500. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's not even every year always as well. So it has it has been the past couple of years, but they bumped it. I'm presuming that's partially tied in with cost of living going up. It seems that way. But yeah. what I was intrigued by is it's just the 401k. Yeah. Right. It's not an IRA increase or a simple IRA increase, anything like that. So it does exclude some of the people that might not have access to a 401k plan through work. Well, the sad part is that there are many people who will never reach that maximum. Yeah, for sure. How many times we see someone and they're putting like, you know, $5,000 into their 401k, Mm -hmm. they're not even getting the match. Right. So that's, you got to pay attention to this, folks. This is really, really important. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. I was going to say, it's to your point about the whole Medicare thing. I think some of these changes each week when we talk about the tax changes being proposed up on Capitol Hill and things like that, very few of them seem to be playing a profound role on the I don't want to say the little people out there, but people uh, maybe the aren't putting weight. Exactly. Right. People aren't saving 20000 into an, a 401k every year. So it's interesting to watch. I question how much it affects some people, but it's a change all the same. Well, what's really amazing to me is why does Congress have a different deal? They don't have the same deal. You know, so we've struggled along at our $20,000 or whatever 
Congress has a different health system and a different uh, retirement system. So uh, maybe they ought to be doing the same thing we're doing. Yeah, it's fair. Make them actually work? Is that what you're saying? Well, no, they're not going to do that. Oh, okay, sorry, sorry. It was a bad suggestion. We're going to go in and out of dangerous territory probably 10 times tonight, so we'll just see what happens. Um, but that's another big one. So, But two uh, other updates, and we're probably going to go into the segment, second segment a little bit with this one. Uh, these two honestly probably intrigued me a little bit more just because it says, I think, a little bit more about the bigger picture of everything coming out of COVID. Sure. Unretiring. All right, people unretiring, which is a term I was less familiar with, but apparently that's something we track, and numbers are going up. So pre-COVID, apparently 45 to 50% of people around 55 or older at one point or another would come out of retirement to begin working again, help supplement lifestyle, you name it. And essentially over the past three months, it's come back to 44%, then to 45%, 46%. So what you're asking is, John, when are you coming back to work? Well, I'm going to look in the papers tomorrow, see if I can get something, you know, digging ditches or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Put those skills to use, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so when we come back, I, I do want to hear more what you guys think about it, because everything I could find on it was really trying to talk about it is touting how robust the labor market is coming back. I'll be honest, when I saw it, I wasn't sure how great it was that we have 50% of people coming back into the labor force from retirement. Yeah. But So stick around. That's going to be an interesting one. And then there's plenty more we're going to talk about. So you've been listening to Managing to Be Wealthy on 610 WTVN. You're listening to Managing to Be Wealthy with fee-only financial planners of Johnny, Sestina, and company. If you're looking for the latest stock tip or how to time the market, you've come to the wrong place. If you want help navigating all the moving pieces of what makes a financial plan successful, tune in and take notes. Welcome back to Managing to Be Wealthy. I'm your host again for this evening, Spencer Ager, with me, Cole and John. Uh, We spent the first segment talking about just some fun current events, well, Fun to us, but interesting all the same. And then we're going to wrap up a few on this segment and start moving into the main topic for tonight, which is all about family planning. So uh, last one, we were talking about retirees, unretiring. And I was starting to say at the end, everything I could find touts it as a big accomplishment that people want to get back to work. Right? It's more competitive, which fair. That's one way of spinning it. I think that's fine. The other side is I guess I I hate the fact that so many people had to retire out of desperation last year with COVID and the shutdowns and whatnot that so many people, sure, it's competitive, but probably feel very pinched to get back out there and start working again. Yeah. So there's the do you need to or do you want to argument, I think, is where you're coming from. Yeah, exactly. So there's several people who thought they could retire because their portfolio was booming. Sure. And gee whiz, maybe it slowed down recently. What do you think? I think we're still hitting all-time oh, okay. highs, Good. but I'm glad uh, I, I don't know how much that's offsetting some of the inflation we're seeing. <laughs> that's a good segue as any. So speaking yep. of which, okay, <laughs> we've been talking about inflation at least every show. I've been here for probably the past six, seven weeks, and beyond that, it's been a story the whole year. Mm-hmm. And once again, uh, I was looking through some articles on inflation, and everyone sees it at the gas pump. I think some people... It almost feels like it's become politicized, even though it really shouldn't have been, because some people I bring it up to, and inflation's horrible. Some people I bring it up, they don't want to hear it. In the middle, inflation's here. I can see it at the grocery store. And so I was looking at some facts on meat prices and then the inflation on it. So just in general, okay, so consumer prices are up about 6.2% based in October. 
Meat prices from a year ago in October up 14.5%. So not the Medicare premium, meat inflation this time. Okay. <laughs> two, two, two very different things. <laughs> yeah. So I, that, that depends on what the poor Medicare person has to go to the market to well, buy. That's true. Dog food or meat. Yeah. Ooh. John, if you're going to the uh, the Medicare department to buy meat, no, you're going to the grocery store. Would try to use your Medicare. Care. Oh, okay. I, I see now. There's yeah, no <laughs> money for it. Yeah, it's brutal though. I will say, if you are one of the people whose Medicare premium has gone up, the one meat item they're saying actually costs less is hot dogs. All right, the yeah. good old fashioned yeah. college yeah. diet: Go exactly. hot dogs and ramen noodles. <laughs> And peanut butter would work, too. I like that. Uh, on the hot dogs or separate? Oh, on the hot dogs. Sorry? When I was in college, I got through college by eating peanut butter for two years. Well, so, no wonder you are so skinny back then. Yeah, so. <laughs> and I was. It was a different time. <laughs> it's a was, like in the past. <laughs> That's a diet. Wow. <laughs> no, but I mean, I, I, when people have asked me, because I actually have had a couple financial planning industry workers and people talk to me have you seen it i personally was before i saw these numbers saying i definitely saw it in things like chicken bacon ground beef ground beef yeah yep. absolutely so seeing this number it definitely didn't strike me as outlandish at all <clears throat> but once again this almost feels like the whole conversation with the depending on what situation you're in we always talk about if you don't look at your pay stub or things like that you don't notice it i feel like some people don't necessarily pay super close attention to what you're paying for a package of chicken and things like that every yep. week so maybe you don't feel it it's definitely there, and yeah. it's probably here to stay for a little bit, it sounds yeah. like. And to that point, though, I mean, it's one of the most important things to actually pay attention to. Mm -hmm. I mean, everybody calls inflation the silent killer in a financial plan. So if you just kind of take your hands off the wheel, don't pay attention, well, you're going to lose more and more of your paycheck or your retirement every month because of that. So you have to be informed. And there's some of it which is very subtle. More and more people are ordering their meals yeah, from uh, services mm -hmm. that you cook yourself, but uh, you're going to pay a little more for the food that way than you would if you bought it yourself and tried to make your own pancakes. One day I'll tell you the story of me making a pancake for Bobby. I can't wait to hear that story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Another story for off air. <laughs> but, um, but to put a bow on this, what kills me a little bit is I've started to see some people say it is pretty much this is our payment for all the spending we did in COVID for mm -hmm. Uh, stimulus and whatnot because think of it like this for some reason usually inflation ticks up like this rates tick up too and yeah jerome powell chairman of the fed came out and said inflation's higher than we like but rates have not it gone really up so six percent inflation this year your pnc bank account gave you 0.01 percent yield you just took a six percent hit on the chin yeah which is brutal so hopefully it comes down or hopefully rates tick up we'll see what happens <laughs> but it's definitely something to watch well and the other part that probably coming is higher taxes Yep. for the middle class, which is a real shocker. So you're going to lose 6% to inflation. You're going to get 0.01% on your savings account. And uh, you go to buy meat and you can't afford it. Shameless plug. It's all reasons to take control of your plan as soon as possible. Because well we talk, unfortunately, recently, I feel like we talk about some kind of daunting topics, high inflation, low interest, things like that. So really the best way to try and outperform and outpace it is just to take control of the reins and do whatever you can. Pay yourself first. Exactly. Where have we heard that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a novel concept. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Maybe one in one of your books, John. So, yeah. so the main topic for this evening is going to be about family planning. So full disclaimer, 
I do not have children, but I'm going to do my best to navigate us through this conversation. Thankfully, we have John, you with us. I think we've talked to enough clients <laughs> yeah. with children. Yeah. We can do a pretty good thing. Yeah, absolutely. So first things first, I, w- I like to kind of go through these topics almost chronologically if we can. So before we just jump right into the throw of you've got kids, what should you consider? I think it's easiest to start with what should you consider if you've got a partner, a spouse, thinking about having kids. Okay, so I'm going to open up with a study. I'll see what you, where you guys go with it. I was reading through something. This was a CNBC article. Uh, essentially what they were saying is in some poll, a poll that was actually it was a, the Harris poll is the name of it, came out in June, and they found that of 2,000 people, they surveyed 43% in one way or another, uh, did financial cheating or uh, financial adultery, I don't know what you want to call it. Essentially, Good lead in. Yeah, yeah, essentially <laughs> what they did is some sort of deception, something where you either have a credit card your spouse doesn't know about, you, you know, are spending high amounts that they're unaware of and not telling them. Mm-hmm. That was a little bit alarming to me. It just actually happened. Yeah, I stumbled upon this coming into prepping for today's show, and it fit perfectly because I immediately thought, how can you begin planning to have a family, take those next steps, and it becomes more and more expensive if you're hiding something from the significant other? Well, that's really the point, isn't it? you got to start there. Forget the kids. Yeah. If you're hiding stuff from your partner, you're already on shaky grounds. Mm -hmm. So it's very important that spouses communicate with each other. Uh, and and set up a way you can do that. And and in, I know that in uh, with Bobby, we, we read a lot of books trying to make our marriage a good marriage. We've lasted mm-hmm. fifty one years now. Congratulations! And John. one of them was how to communicate. Yeah. And so, for example, Bobby had to get my attention when she wanted to tell me something I didn't want to hear. <laughs> Did she like grab you by the the shirt collar? What, no, you get I think she had a shotgun. No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> so fear. I like no. that. No, she would walk in, and if I were watching TV, for example, she'd turn off the TV mm-hmm. and sit directly in front of me and say, there's something I've got to tell you, and you're not going to like it. And that was good. It prepared me to receive the bomb. Fair enough. Yeah. Transparency is key. I take that over some of the stats I read. It said, uh, yeah, so 43% committed a financial deception, 39% hid a purchase bank account statement, bill or cash, and 21% just flat out lied about finances. So yeah, that's a broad one. Yeah. So, I mean, with any relationship, the, the foundation's key, right? And that, that's based off of trust. That's based off of, based off of communication. Right. And I mean, one of the largest causes for divorce is finances, right? And lack of communication. So The number one cause of divorce, not religion, not sex, it's money. Mm-hmm. And so it's very important that you talk about money to your your spouse yeah and so we're gonna open up on this when we come back because on the point of transparency it's all about just being transparent because a really popular question is do you keep all accounts joint or do you keep some separate so we're gonna open up with that on the next segment please stick around you've been listening to managing to be wealthy on 610 wtvn Welcome back to Managing to Be Wealthy. Once again, I'm your host, Spencer Hager. With me, Cole, John, and we're talking all about family planning tonight. So before we jump right back in, I just want to say if you are listening to this, maybe it doesn't apply to you. Maybe you have friends, family, someone who is planning on starting a family here soon or 
has a lot of questions about next steps, uh, feel free to send them a link to this podcast or have them listen to the radio show moving forward. And if you are listening to this and it applies to you, always feel free to go to our website, uh, www.managingtobewealthy.com. You can click Take Action up in the top right, uh, schedule a consultation meeting with one of us at the office. Uh, maybe not John, but at least maybe <laughs> Cole or me. And so we'll sit down, give you an hour of our time, go through your plan, see if we can help you. Uh, or you can always, uh, on the top right, access more podcasts, listen to other content we've talked about. There's well over two, 300 shows. More than that, we just hit our 10-year anniversary. So, And that's complimentary, isn't it? Complimentary, absolutely. Yep. It's a great thing you started, John. Yeah, I've said it so many times, I've, I just feel like it's a given. But yes, absolutely complimentary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... That being said, we're jumping back into family planning, and the way I kind of wrapped the last one is we were saying how there's this poll, 43% of people uh, in marriage or with a partner commit some form of financial deception. But what I was going towards is a pretty common question that's definitely not deception. It's just what's best for you is do you have all bank accounts joint? Do you have some individual to give some autonomy? I personally lean towards a hybrid approach. I know Stephen, uh, Stephen Lucan, who's on here, he's opted for the same thing in the past. Mm -hmm. Anyone differ from me on that? I think when you say hybrid approach, you, uh, you're saying that uh, each partner maybe has their own individual checking account exactly. and then a joint checking and a joint savings? Yep, exactly. Love it. All for that. Yeah. John, you agree, disagree? I'm just trying to figure it out, you know, so, so you have 15 accounts. Uh, if, if you want, I think generally four. <laughs> no, I think it's real important that each spouse have an individual account, as you mm -hmm. said, and then have a joint account for the joint expenses, like the mortgage or whatever else there is, and each contribute to that, and you should be all right. Mm -hmm. A joint savings would be well, too, if you're going to provide for vacations. You know, you rich kids take vacations. That's a thing we do. I know. <laughs> it's millennials. I get it. Yep. So you take vacations or whatever. You save up for a new car or whatever you're going to do. So good plan. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll move into the, the brunt of it, though. So assuming you're on the same page, because I think most people are, despite some of these polls that say otherwise, I think most people are on the same page with their finances. However, and I always like to say, you know, we're talking a lot about the cost of having kids. I think we all can agree it's a blessing to have kids. It's not all about the finances, but they do go hand it's in hand. It's about the finances. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think the my opinion, the next best step is to identify the goals. Okay, so meaning in my mind, I jump to things like, do you want to send your kid to public school versus private school? Do you want to pay for college? Do you want them to shoulder the weight on their own? Those aren't right out the gate expenses, but the, they'll factor in pretty quickly. Right, and the sooner you start on those, the less expensive they're actually going to be. Yeah. And not only the sooner you start saving on all those things, but that you start talking to the child. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So prepare yeah. them for the fact, well, you know, mom and dad can't save up enough to pay for the whole ride, so you may need to get a job or a scholarship mm -hmm. or something of that nature. So there's a whole conversation. You know, families in the old days, you know, 100 years ago when I was young, <laughs> we used to, families used to talk. <laughs> They'd sit around and talk around a dinner table. Imagine that. That's, Just like the Waltons. You don't even remember that. You're too I, young. I you're John Boy? Yeah, John yeah, Boy. Yeah, yeah. You're an old soul, Spencer. <laughs> a boy, Spencer. <laughs> so, you know, you sit around and you would talk, and you would, uh, you, the first source of uh, counsel would be your family. And in the old, old days, you know, grandma and grandpa lived with you, and your dad and mom. And, and so there was always someone to talk to. And I think that's what's happened now is we've, 
broken away from that. Everyone does everything on their phones, and that further segregates the family. Mm -hmm. So you need to be talking to each other, planning with each other, and respecting each other. And that Mm -hmm. only comes through communication. And I think that's a great point. And um, just kind of thinking through that family unit, if there's more than one kid, you need to have that conversation with every single one of them. Yes. Um, and have those expectations, presumably for each one. So what you do for the first, maybe you do for the second, you do for the third, and you don't just, you know, settle things a little bit differently for two or three because they're going to feel that, they're going to see that, and uh, usually not good for that family dynamic. Mm-hmm. And that's the tough part, too, and that's why almost it's – I doubt many people start thinking about college planning before they even have kids. Some do. I definitely have talked to some people who have, but... Have you, Spencer? uh, A little bit. I plead the fifth. I plead the fifth, yeah. We're on the radio here. Um, (laughs) Another conversation. Um, But to that point, I think it's pretty safe to say that your budget's never going to get looser, at least until after your kids are maybe out of the house, as opposed to prior to having kids. So... (laughs) <laughs> I, I didn't is like that, that, is that affirmation? <laughs> that's that's another myth. You know, it's funny. I, I'd never forget when Allison was finishing college, and uh, we paid for that because we were blessed to have the money. And Bobby comes in my office, and she's waving this piece of paper. And I said, what is that? She said, it's the final check for Allison's tuition. I bet that felt good. And I thought, oh, man, that's fantastic. That's twenty five grand. i am going to have some money to do some stuff. I'm still looking for that 25 grand. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's a good point. So, but that's so that's the goals and I'm going to try not to bleed over too much cuz we talked about open enrollment a couple weeks ago, but as far as some other considerations, that's the next step my mind goes to is first of all, if you're going to start trying for kids, you need to evaluate your health insurance and things like that probably oh, before yeah. you start because once you're locked in, you're locked in. And usually those open enrollments only come around once a year. So I usually say even if you're considering it, definitely take a hard look at the health insurance. Know what you're paying for because from everything I know and people I've talked to, uh, there's no shortage in expenses when you have kids. Yeah, no, that, that's a great point on that open enrollment. And sure, there is that a special open enrollment period when you add a family member yep. to the plan. But for health insurance... Usually you want to make sure that you're going with a plan that you're comfortable with Mm -hmm. for that new family or for that new event because you don't really want to be changing health insurances at that time or leave a gap where maybe you're not insured because those expenses are going to rack up fast. And usually a lot of tests come into it. I talk to a lot of people nowadays where even prior to having your baby, there's a lot Mm -hmm. of tests. Those usually get – you usually have to hit your deductible before they start covering it, and even then you're on the hook for some of it until you hit your out-of-pocket max. So – they rack up pretty quickly. It's definitely something to look at closely. So outside of the goals, the health insurance and the open enrollment stuff, I don't, Cole, I, I could keep going. I feel like I keep leading into each one. What do you go to next? You do. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I would say the next one, I mean, you could keep talking insurance, but we'll, we'll take a bit of a transition here. Uh, I think estate plan. It's one of okay. the, the most important aspects of anyone's financial plan, the, the what if something happens to me. But it's that much more important when there's a baby in the plan or a baby on the way, because if something happens, we don't want the state to decide who takes care of that baby. We yeah. don't want to leave that up to chance or up to a judge. We want to make sure that that decision's in your hands. Yeah. Probably best to do sooner rather than later from a time perspective, too. Please do. Yeah, if you can have that busted out <laughs> before you have your baby, that's probably going to help you while you're trying to catch up on sleep. So yeah, Time has a funny way of getting away from you yeah. when, I mean, to your point, 
baby's up, sleeping, not sleeping very long, keeping yep. you up, and then it's 20 years later and you still don't have it done. Right? Yep. You see that too often. Mm-hmm. How about you, John? Are you thinking of anything when it comes to this, or should we just keep rolling? Keep rolling. <laughs> Life insurance yeah. it is. You, I'll just say yeah. you'll see. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, so that's a good point. Life insurance, that's a big one. So having kids, talking about those goals for things like college planning, do you actually want to fully fund college? All of those things play a big role in the life insurance. So when we come back in the next segment, we're going to open up with maybe how much life insurance you should look at getting uh, if you're planning to have a family. Please stick around for the last segment. You've been listening to Managing to Be Wealthy on 610 WTVN. You're listening to Managing to Be Wealthy with fee-only financial planners of Johnny, Sestina, and company. If you're looking for the latest stock tip or how to time the market, you've come to the wrong place. If you want help navigating all the moving pieces of what makes a financial plan successful, tune in and take notes. Welcome back to Managing to Be Wealthy. We're coming in on the home stretch here for today's show. We've been talking primarily about family planning. Uh, if you heard the first segment, there were some other fun current events in there, but we're wrapping up with family planning, and we're moving into the children conversation or the children aspect of the conversation and things you should consider. We kicked it to John. He kicked it back, and we said life insurance. That's the next one. So I've been probably leading in too much. Cole, I know you said life insurance. What do you, yeah, what do you think with that? Yeah, well, it really comes down to what do you need for a family? What do you want to provide? Uh, so let's say, for example, you're the, the sole income earner in the spouses at home taking care of the child, you're going to need a considerable amount of life insurance, mm-hmm. right? Because you're in that position where if something happens to you, you're the breadwinner. Well, we need to make sure that we're taking care of spouse, we're taking care of child and providing for those future goals. Mm-hmm. So I think a standard rule of thumbs, what, 10 times your income, but yeah. that's just standard, right? If you spend more than that, well, you maybe need a little bit more. If you spend maybe not a whole lot, you're very frugal. Maybe you can get by with less life insurance, but it's usually a good starting point. Um, but if you both work, then it really comes down to well, what do we need to take care of the child or to provide for goals if something happens to us and maybe we don't have enough income to bridge the gap in expenses. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this brings us back to the first segment, which is when you're talking about your need, you have mm-hmm. to know what it is. And so as we recommend a cash flow worksheet, absolutely. that's not a budget. Budgets don't work. You ever notice that? Uh, I try not to keep one because <laughs> because I've heard this conversation several That's times. Right. Yep. So somebody <laughs> says, I've, I have to have $500 for a life insurance premium, and uh, they put it on their budget. You know, they're going to put $10 a month, and then all of a sudden the premium is due next month. So you need $500. So you need right. a cash flow worksheet to show the ebbs and flows of your cash so that you can be better prepared. When you know that, then you can begin to say, well, what happens if I pass away? Well, what, what, and you ask questions like, uh, will my wife work? Who knows? Mm-hmm. Or husband work? We don't know. Mm-hmm. And so how much money do I need for this? Will, uh, will the mortgage continue? Will I sell the house, not sell the house? Will the kids stay in private school or go to public school? There's a uh, 10,000 questions, but you can mm-hmm. only answer those in the finite. You can't take a broad brush approach and say, Okay, we're spending fifty thousand a year now, so you know if you kick the bucket, we'll spend seventy five thousand dollars a year. <laughs> <laughs> pay raise. Yeah, yeah. So. I, I would say I, I I think that almost encapsulates it pretty well. That I think if you had to put an underlying theme to the subject for today's show, or even what we do a lot, it's the more you prepare, 
before, the better off you're going to be, right? We said absolutely the estate plan. Do it sooner rather than later, the happier you're going to be. Talk about goals sooner rather than later. Know what you need as far as life insurance. And to do that, you got to start on the budget. Or not budget, cash flow worksheet. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yep. John, John, give me a look. <laughs> um, side eye. <laughs> <laughs> but the more you can do those things up front, the, the less stressful it's going to be and the more control you can take again once you move into starting the family. So cash flow worksheet, I would almost say you start with what are you spending before and then do your best to try and map it out for things like diapers, formula. That's a tough one. Yeah. Right? yeah. If, you've, if you've never thought about it before. Yeah. Well, and this is also going to help you prepare for your retirement uh, cash flow. Yeah. Because you can look at the cash flow now, and when you're, whatever, 65 or you decide to retire, you know, the mortgage will be paid or not paid. Well, uh, uh, what's going to change in our lifestyle? We're going to have health needs, probably, so Mm -hmm. we got to put more money away for health, and so on and so forth. It brings logic, and that's why it's called managing to be wealthy. You have to manage your affairs. You don't manage your affairs, you're running on a wild bicycle with no pedals and definitely yep. no brakes. And so you're dodging cars all the while, and that usually turns out badly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> Fun analogy. Yeah. <laughs> but what I like, too, is that the managing, right? It's, it's yep. a constant process. Yep. So it's, it's not managed to be wealthy or managed. It's managing. So yes. It's constantly moving because life changes. Always in the present. Yeah. yeah, you can almost link this to the show I did with, uh, it was me, Eli, and Kim two weeks ago, or I believe it was the three of us, and the whole conversation was, what if you're late to retirement planning? Okay, what do you need sure. to do to yeah. catch up? So this almost can link it to that where the sooner you think about these things, maybe the less relevant the mm-hmm. show two, two uh, weeks ago was to you. So they're definitely all linked. It's definitely all about managing it. Yep. The other one, I'll go to this, and then we'll see what comes after. Tax planning, once again, I... <laughs> I'll never forget, I was sitting with Craig. Uh, we were doing a meeting, and uh, people we were talking to told us they had their baby on December, I think it was 29th. And my mind went to, oh, that's fantastic, right before the new year. And Craig said, an extra child tax credit, that's fantastic. And so I, like where it says <laughs> yeah, that. I was like, okay, that's one way to go with it. But, <laughs> um, but it is even more prevalent nowadays because, once again, John, I'm sure you've seen the child tax credit go all, go all over the place in your years. But even since I've started in the industry, it's been it was 1,000, then they bumped it to 2,000, yep, and then yep. now it's gone from two to three, maybe even 3,600, depending on the age of your child. And a tax credit, just a quick reminder, not to insult anyone's intelligence, it's a dollar for dollar reduction on the taxes owed. It's not a tax deduction. It's lowering the taxes owed. So if you have a, a child, all of a sudden, that could be a $3,000, $3,600 reduction on taxes. Right. Back in the old days, you know, when we were working with chisels and stone, <laughs> there, was, uh, there was no credit. There was an, you had an exemption, so one more exemption on your tax return. It, it, I think the more the government meddles with, you know, we're going to fix this, provide that, take care of those people, it destroys the concept of what this country is because remember, it was founded on individualism, not group sure. thing. Right. And so all this stuff of pulling it together and dragging it up to the federal government, I'm sure would make all our ancestors just spin in their graves. So I don't like the credits. <laughs> I, I don't think they would trust cell phones either for that matter. But <laughs> yeah, It does remind me of tax history though. Once again, people... It, things move so quick. The tax code's so complicated, John. I know you've talked about this a lot. Um, 
people forget that it wasn't even a thing not too long ago, and all of a sudden we start to take it for granted that we deserve a larger and larger tax credit. Yep. Not saying it's a good thing or a bad thing, but taxes change all the time, and it's something to, to be aware of. Well, that's what the government hopes is that they put something in play, and once it's in place, then no one will ever remove it. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Social Security is one of those things. Yeah, I know I it. can't so, imagine that going anywhere. Yeah. Not now. Right. Now I'm still alive. Yeah, you still need it. I <laughs> <laughs> don't want you going back to work. Right. I was going to get that construction job. Promise me, Cole. Come on. So, so what do you guys think is next most important? We're coming up on the end here. We've talked insurance. We've talked estate planning, budgeting, goal conversations. Anything else that's popping out at you? Retirement savings. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. That's kind of part of what we talk about, definitely. Mm-hmm. But I. Uh, one of it, uh, if we're family planning, so maybe we're still in the early stages, we haven't started trying, just planning, now's probably the best time to start front-loading some savings. Yeah. Right? You're the youngest you're ever going to be. Uh, expenses are probably the simplest they will ever be. So to take advantage of some of that compounding interest right now, that's really the best thing you can do for your long-term plan. And that applies to anyone out there, even for the, the single people listening to the show. Even sure. if you think you could have a family, keep that in mind because we're talking about all the new expenses and all the new complications. Think about that sooner mm-hmm. rather than later. The more you can put in towards retirement, the more flexible you're going to be later. And just remember it is not true that two can live as cheaply as one. That well said. makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The other people <laughs> yeah. who use that saying, guys, I'm telling you. So uh, I would love to see that in, in practice. Yeah. Not going to happen. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so unfortunately, we're coming up on the end. Hopefully, whoever listened to this, like I said, uh, probably in segment two, hopefully you got something good out of it. Even if if you didn't, you know someone who maybe it would apply to, please send this along. And please come back for the next show. I'm sure we're going to be talking about a lot of fun tax planning stuff coming into the end of the year. So you've been listening to Managing to Be Wealthy on 610 WTVN.